We won't be finished with the inventory until 9.30 at least. We're staying until we're done. That's the train I think it is. Must be after 6 o'clock already. Get that kid with a dinner. What was that? What in the name of God was that? Hey! Hey, kid! Hey! Something happened out back! We're in the air about, oh, about several thousand feet northwest of the site. Several tank cars seem to have ruptured and the spill ignited. It's burning badly, but there are no firefighting vehicles. My skin, even at this distance, my skin feels like it's burning. Welcome to Definitely First Blood. My name is Mitch. And I'm Christopher. And we are Definitely, Definitely First, First Blood. Blood. We talk about horror movies from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the, the early, early 2000s, 2000s, and sometimes today. today. Hi. Hello. How how are you? Mm, I've had a very long day. Yeah. Yeah. Broke your glasses. I broke my glasses. That was one of the first things I did today, and it really sucked. I'm very sorry. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> But now everyone knows. Yeah. There's something different about this week, too, you know? It's I a weird... Th- did something happen? I can't it's put, like a weird thing. I can't put my finger on uh, it. It just feels different. I don't know. Isn't it great? I hate looking at Twitter, <laughs> but it's just because it's boring now. Yeah. I don't have to depend on it in any way <laughs> to stay abreast of anything. Well, that's good. Yeah. It is good. And kind of related, today we're talking about the toxic slime creature <laughs> from 1982 yes, yes i have seen this before this was your first time seeing it yeah uh, thoughts i still feel like i didn't see all of it yeah i i get that and yet i feel like i saw, <laughs> I saw a so lot much, of it so much so of it. much of it of what was My there goodness. i saw so much of it it is written directed and produced by kenneth zolo it stars Charles Ward as Paul, Mila Silvestri as Laura, Robert Zolo as Joe DeVito. What a coincidence. Betty Carmen as Doris, Ron Polo as William, Richard Butler as Jimmy, and Leo Guabella. Guabello as Ralph. None of them have done anything. Else. Wow. <laughs> this movie's crazy for that yeah, reason. It it is. I it feels like it was made to be dubbed into another language, you know, like, which is when oh, I was looking, yeah, yeah, actually, when I was searching does. for it today, a Chinese website came up mm-hmm. and a Czech website came up wow. and I was like, oh, I bet these like <laughs> are pretty crazy dubs. I love the idea of people in China and Czechoslovakia <laughs> watching that because, because us watching it was wild enough. A lot of the like really long, weird takes, I feel like make more sense if they're mm-hmm. being dubbed over in another language. I guess so. Like the long lingering, which was not intentional at all, I don't think, no. but it works in oh, my brain thinking really about does. like the aesthetic of that. It really does actually. Uh, I was very, um, I, I don't know. It was in. In, in well, I guess I was gonna say it's incomprehensible, but we were also looking at it through a dirty window, and yes. the sound was playing in the bathroom. 
is so basically what, what it, it was. It was like. distributed by Vitamax, which was this mail order company in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. They had a couple of these like movies like this. And one of them was Certain Sacrifice from 1979, which is the one that Madonna appears topless in. Ooh. Yes. It's like a student film or something. She tried to get it wiped off the face of the planet and was unsuccessful. Streisand effect. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, they did like a few other no-budge movies and the masters for everything was destroyed in a fire at the furniture warehouse where they were stored. That is so sad. And, oh, I got this information from the Bloody Pit of Horror on Blogspot. Just Thanks, Bloody Pit. Yes. Wouldn't have known it without them. The opening credits are also amazing. They're definitely, like, the done on the video recorder. Oh, yes. <laughs> and like it's purple. such a treat to see. A visual spectacle, some might say. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, amongst so many in this movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> this movie had a lot of tableaus. Like, the way things were framed, it was, like, dramatically putting oh, my definitely. forehead to the wall very and like charming. raising my arm it, yeah. it was very charming movie it reminded it me of those videos that are like a meme where it's like honey yeah. you got another, another storm thing. coming exactly. or something like that yeah, yeah. that it reminded me a lot of that um, but in an authentic clap. way yeah. yeah it really did like an acting and a, a a real from an acting class yes definitely mm-hmm. Made in New Jersey. Ah, so that's interesting, I guess. Yes. Uh, if we So we start, we're walking through this office and yes. learning that they'll be late to do inventory. They'll be there all night. Oh, no. We meet Mr. Bossman, whose name I don't think I caught. Uh, he has a fancy suit. And he's, it's a blue suit? With a yellow pocket square. Yes. A very ostentatious yellow pocket square. Yeah. He definitely got the wardrobe note when they were like, well, you have to bring your own wardrobe. But he was like, oh, okay, yes. I'm, I'm the get boss. I'm gonna, a fancy I'm gonna, suit. Yeah, I'm going to dress to Peacock. <laughs> it's the 80s, baby. And then downstairs, we get to meet Jimmy, who is a, music, a magician. Yes. Not a musician. A magician slash child of yes. unknown age. Who is doing a card trick. He They're could, all your cards. I would say definitely probably 18 but in the movie, it seems he could be anywhere between eight and... <laughs> <laughs> Especially the way he's treated. Yeah. He's constantly being screamed at. Uh, There's Doris. Yes. And Laura. Doris is double-checking, and the boss is like, how dare you double-check your numbers? You should <laughs> get them right you? the first time. Cause this is how we know Well, you asshole. know. You know that Doris should have got this fucking factory, and it was because he was the old boss's son or something. Uh, she's you like definitely know that was the situation. Something. Definitely. It's unclear what she's they probably VP at this factory. Yeah, metal. I wasn't sure. It's metal. They ship stuff out, apparently. It's definitely metal. It's, uh, it's definitely also air. A lot of it, it would seem. Yes. Shipping a lot of based air. Based on the boxes. But there are also those other boxes. They're like pen sized. So it's like a pen sized metal something where the box is heavy enough to crush that guy's legs. Maybe it's like one of those where it's someone's running like a DVD selling business out of their house. Mm. And you can see in like those real estate pictures where it's like, oh, what a nightmare. Oh, like that house we yeah. saw with all the figurines and everything and it was terrifying. Yes. If they were just like selling wholesale DVDs mm. and crap. We got to start doing that. <laughs> yeah. Figurines it everywhere. looked like it was obviously going really well it for did. him. It did. Like... They looked really successful and happy. 
Uh, so yeah, we also meet Paul Stoddard. Mm-hmm. He's, I guess, supposed to be the young buck in and this one. And he's the one who's got a first and last name. And there, well, no, because there's also Joe DeVito, mm. who is delivering the sandwiches from DeVito's Deli. That's true. And this poor guy gets roped into it because he just wants to go set the food down while Jimmy gets the money. Because how inconsiderate is it to not have the money ready? Exactly. When you're going to meet him at the door, when you know it's probably them. Also, I love the... Here, I'm going to list every single fucking sandwich that is in yep. here. One for each character. <laughs> Got to They're fill all time. different. They have different toppings, some of them. The only other thing that could have uh, completed it would have been if it was shoe clacks. <laughs> Heels on pavement. Click, clack, click. Yes. <laughs> yeah, hi. Uh, from DeVito's Deli, I got a delivery for Mr. Uh, Stoddard. Yeah, that's right. Okay, look, here's everything. We've got sandwiches in here. We've got uh, three ham and cheese, two with mustard, one with mayonnaise. Uh, an olive loaf, uh, salami, an egg salad, and uh, a liverwurst. We got potato salad and coleslaw in this bag with some pickles. We got uh, four coffees and two teas in here. Creams and sugars are down the bottom of the box and uh, a cola. Wow, that sounds like it must be everything. It sure is. My dad never boxed an order. It comes to uh, 21, uh, 21.43. Oh, Mr. Stoddard has the money. I'll be right back. Uh, hey, hey, wait a minute. Someplace I can put this down, maybe? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, right in here. Thanks a lot. Um... What else happened? Well, just oh. as they get inside, uh, the train passes by and explodes. <laughs> yes, and they're like, "What? Oh, what is that? Something's happened out back." Uh, and then when visual they go out, splendor that is these special effects. It's it looks like they. It's unclear. Well, to me, what it is to me, they spliced together. They exposed one separate sheet of film, the one we're watching, to yeah. two overlapped playing simultaneously. Yes. So there was a big black thing that was supposedly <laughs> yeah, the train. In the foreground. Some smoke, a, a guy's face melting. Uh, it, which it, it got very wrinkly. Alan, no. They all run inside. And again, so many tableaus. Yes. Especially here. It's just like Doris with her hand on Laura's shoulder. And Jimmy with his like arm against the wall. Well, Cause he's like, Oh, what happened? He like saunters up to the door and he looks outside millimeters away from toxic, noxic, like death yeah. in the air. <laughs> and he's just like, Oh no. And like puts his head down uh, against the wall. Ah, oh, geez. Laura freaks out about what happened to the guy's face. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doris has some amazing line delivery here. I'm up There's been a train wreck. One of our groups was, Kill. And it, somehow they figure out that they need to stay inside for mm-hmm. who knows how long. And you can hear sirens in the background. But then and they, they stop. stop. But did they turn back or did they get too close? Dun, dun, dun. Because that's what happens. When someone dies, they immediately turn the siren off. It's hooked up to the... It's like those bombs that explode when the terrorist heart stops. <laughs> and the toxic slime starts seeping into the earth. And that's bad. Because Uh-oh. the earth starts moving. Someone is pulling like a rope that's been buried in sand. And it's it's very subtle. It's a <laughs> very... A lot of close-ups on it. So you're like, oh, the dirt subtle. is moving. Yeah, and it, but and you make sure to see. It moves. It moves. And it, it also continues Could to perhaps move. a slime creature be being born? Well, it's unclear to we me. We may never know. <laughs> I we may never know. Uh, there's also plenty of shots with, and it has that like leak music, whatever it is, of just water flowing. Like, it's, but it's sinister. It's sinister water. And 
so the crew gets to work plugging mm-hmm. up all of the windows so nothing can get in. Mm-hmm. There these newspapers to and stuff ra- in the and various cracks. rags, business rags. But then they come out and they realize, oh my god, look, we actually have so many windows here. Did you, hey, did you, you ever see these? Did Holy you crap. did you ever see how many windows were in this place that we work? So the better plan is to go into the offices mm-hmm. where there's air conditioning. Which, <laughs> I mean, it, this is 82. Is it a HEPA filter that can filter out noxious fumes? Apparently so. They're fine. Get a creepy sequence of them zooming into the basement door. And then there's the stuff moving under the dirt down there. Because there's, yeah. And this is the door that previously we've established. It's <laughs> locked and closed. And there used to be some nasty solvents in there. But then maybe they got rid of them 15 years ago or something. I don't know. My name's Ralph. And I just exist to tell you this backup about this dirt room. Something we haven't talked about yes. is how the boss, his main character trait is he's a prick. And that's it. He's just going to say like rude shit the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's always got some sort of rude one-liner to really and get at you. he's better than everyone because he's the boss. Yeah. They try and find the radio in the offices. And boy, is there a scene of Laura just opening all of the drawers in silence that goes on for way, way too, long. too long. And then Jimmy makes a joke. Oh, look, Laurie is in uh, so-and-so's drawers. drawers. I never thought I'd... <laughs> You're all going to die. She does eventually find it. Mr. Brent, I think that Marty keeps a transistor radio in his desk. Well, get it. And then they eat. We get to watch them eat. Yeah. Let's eat the sandwiches. All courtesy of DeVito's Deli. And you pointed out that because that guy died, (laughs) that the delivery guy has one now too. Exactly. And to be honest, that's pretty funny. It is. I was thinking about this. I was going to bring this up at the end. It sucks so bad that the second they're all upstairs, they're just like, okay, well, we might as well eat. Because if they had, like, waited to eat for, like, an hour, half of them would have been dead. And then there would have been more (laughs) More sandwiches for the survivors. Yeah, what they have to ration for who knows how long they're going to be there. Which is, and, but truly, and it seems like there's nothing in this office. They only had two batteries (laughs) for this radio. In a whole fucking office. In the 80s, you only had two batteries? Everything took batteries. And you really get to see how empty it all is in that scene with um, Ralph. Mm Mm-hmm. Where it's just him walking back and forth. But the one thing that I really love about this movie Mm -hmm. is that they use flashlights when it is the middle of day. And you know it's the middle of day because A, it's bright, and B, all of the windows that we know that this factory They looked out of, and it was daylight when they looked out of it. And then later, it does become night. clearly the middle of the day. Later, it becomes like evening and night, and you can tell the difference. But he still needs that flashlight. And again, that flashlight, how many fucking batteries are in these flashlights? 
You don't uh, need these flashlights. The music underscoring him too is mm-hmm. just not helping because it sounds like a game show countdown clock. It's and it's very heavy, especially with the VHS artifacting. Yeah, on I it. guess they don't have anything to like show us though, so they just have to show us his whole walking well, and process. You need to do it with her a- whole opening drawers. You need to have the soundtrack or else there's absolutely no atmosphere at all. We've definitely had a few movies like this in the past where it's like the how director was here? was like, oh, well, you never see how how many drawers they have to open to find it. They, you know, they always seem to find yeah, it on right the second that, one. That's the thing that's unrealistic about movies. Exactly. <laughs> that's specific. I got to show them opening every... So it's always the last place you look. Isn't that true? Because... I've often found that after I've found something, when I keep looking for it, it's nowhere else other than the place that I found it. <laughs> it's funny how that happens. So the slime gets Ralph. Well, you see it going up the ramp. There's slime on it. Yep. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's unclear how the slime moves or its state. Does it sort of Alex Mack and does it, it become a creature We and then dissolve? Or is I, the slime just it's like trails i feel like it's just it's trail okay because we see that brief glimpses of a very dirty green jello sort of okay slug looking thing that just crossing my mind now mm-hmm. maybe it is a slug and the chemicals spilling into the ground woke it up but yes okay that's something they posit later in the movie but also what the monster isn't toxic it's it seemed like it just crushed people to death yeah so it's not really a toxic slime creature i mean it's toxic in that it's in a toxic environment both work-wise and environmentally very true there is workplace harassment especially from the boss to really anyone else for any reason yeah he's just like a huge dick the whole time Mm -hmm. he's that like 80s movie boss somebody shut this guy like a cartoonish villain Mm -hmm. i got something something to say to you yeah and only i'm worth saving the others listen to radio reports Mm -hmm. the boss sends jimmy and laura off to go into what check for at Ralph. the time I just assumed was a literal echo chamber. Yeah. The way that the audio was. It was very dark. It's like the upper stairway, black. I guess. Just like completely uniform. Yeah. Like they're it's like a they're in a void. It's like one of those like mystical portals that is like a visual metaphor in movies. Because it is actually dark outside now. Yes. And they're like, oh, well, where? For a little bit, which really contrasts with the previous scene with Ralph. Exactly. But it was so bright. Ralph has been downstairs diligently working on these generators, which you would think they would not need to be this much fucked with, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But he's he's applying tools to the side of them. I don't know if they're actually interfacing with any nuts and bolts. He does his best. Them. They find his tools and some slime, mm-hmm. and then they find his dead, slimy body. Ah, he's just splayed out. And then I think it just cuts to all of them being down yeah, there, except for the boss. Hey, let's go look at this corpse. Let's poke it and touch. Yeah, let's pretty touch much. this slime. That's pretty much exactly let's what they're smell doing. This slime. There isn't even that much slime. IMHO. No, there definitely isn't. Yeah. I think he should have been way more slimy. He I, for cut... some reason, visually in my brain, I don't remember his clothes being slimy. No. I think he had like slicked back hair. He or had something. slime underneath him, but just like outlining his body. Yeah. 
Oh, and DeVito tries to send the woman away. Yeah. Which is rich because he's such a tiny little dude. He really is. And Doris does clap back. Mm-hmm. It's a little late for women, women and, and children, children first. Ooh, Ooh. Doris. Jimmy, why don't you take the women upstairs and wait for us there, huh? We'll, we'll be up in a few minutes. Joe, Joe, I appreciate your thought, but isn't it a little late for women and children first? We're all here. We can all help. This isn't a game. They just can't figure out how this gosh darn guy died. There's no blood. But hey, maybe we'll just follow these slime trails. Yeah, the delivery driver is asking the big questions. He's he's moving this forward. He must have eaten the least lead paint chips when he was growing up. <laughs> out of, of well, he doesn't work in this factory. That's with true. Asbestos. Very true. But like, because everyone else is just like, gee willikers. Well, he's dead. Sucks. And then the delivery guy says, is there anyone else here? Yeah, let's follow the slime. Uh, John gives him a wrench in case he's right. They split up. Doris, DeVito, and Jimmy go Mm -hmm. one way, and then Paul and Laura go the other. Uh, Doris, DeVito, and Jimmy talk about the possibilities of what this may be. Maybe we're all asleep and this is a nightmare. Wake me up. I'm scared. Yeah, may I also say... Maybe it's a nightmare. The previous scene from them all looking at the corpse to them deciding here's a wrench, let's go look for it, is yeah. all one shot of just them. I kind of appreciate the fact that they had to memorize their lines and at least yeah. try to make it look honest. I was thinking about that. I think that's why there's so many odd um, like audio pauses between someone saying something and someone responding because they obviously only had one camera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they were probably like, okay, you say that, now stop. Okay, now you say your line. And it's like we're cutting back and forth between uh, you. That's a good point. I think that's yeah. what the situation was. Because I don't know that they could have possibly edited this outside of doing it on the fly. No. Oh, God. Can you imagine? That sucks so bad. Yeah. Anyways, I remember doing that on, like, class projects in, like, uh, grade school. Yeah. Probably. I, I remember my parents' video camera shit. hmm Video evidence exists of me performing as Posh Spice in a lip sync of uh, some Spice Girls stuff. Nice. I remember the two things we had to make videos for that I remember is one was French. We had to do a video on our restaurant that we would do. So it was like cooking and like making something. Yeah. That sucked to do. And then the other one was for our marketing business class in high school. We had to come up with two advertisements. Which also sucked to do. In eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And this is obviously truly just purely an act of uh, like sadism. We had to all pick a song to lip sync and make a music video to. Oh no. Not lip sync, sorry. We actually had to sing. Mm. An insane Mm. thing to ask eighth graders to do and not like just destroy the other people. The good news give or take, however, was I was not there when they played them for the class because I was busy at Model and Talent Search Canada getting my hopes and dreams destroyed. So it was really a which which pill do you choose sort of situation. Anyway, Laura tells 
Paul that she's losing respect for the boss is because of his behavior during this whole situation. I mean, what respect did you have left for him? He's terrible. And she sees that the basement door is open now, and it yeah. hadn't been. And that's where the slime came because there's a big hole in the ground. Yeah, it came up from the hole in the ground. Now it's here. Meanwhile, the other trio is looking at boxes for mm -hmm. an extremely dun. long amount of time dun, dun. before the slime dun, dun, creature dun, dun. finally makes itself known. We get our first glimpse at the slime creature, which just looks like a snail. A literal glimpse. Did you ever used to watch those? They might have been owl. What you know those or like? What what am I trying to say here? It was like a kids magazine subscription. Mm -hmm. It was like Owl Kids or something. I just remember there was like no. It would be at school, and it was a bunch of nature videos and shit that they would send, okay. and like activity magazines and stuff like that. I don't think that it was called Owl, but it was something like that. And one of the videos was about banana slugs. Yeah. Anyway, it just reminded me of that. It's a very specific thing to okay, go man. down a memory uh, lane about. I don't like slugs very much. No. Especially if they touch me. I'm not I just remember them. them licking them and being like, they make your tongue numb. Ew. Yeah. Like they made the kids like lick them. Nasty. Yeah. The slug doesn't want to be licked. It does either. not want That's to be licked. That's not very nice. It knocks a bunch of empty boxes onto DeVito. And uh, one very Somehow full box. severely injures his legs. Yeah. Uh, it has to be splinted. Uh, there's some more close-ups of the slime. They go upstairs and mm -hmm. they splint Joe's leg. He's on this ugly blue industrial couch that must have been very uncomfortable. The best part about the long box scene mm -hmm. is that DeVito then retells it immediately mm -hmm. after this. This is one of those movies that definitely likes to recap its events. He saw something. He's not sure what he saw move. It didn't have legs or anything. Yeah, I think not that's have basically legs. it. And he saw part oh, this of it. This weird creature. It was brown and wet, and it was slimy also. The boss this whole time is still being a fucking asshole. Uh, they have a very long conversation mm -hmm. where they truly show that these characters are the dumbest people alive. Yes. They act like it's some big revelation that the whole Laura and Stoddard saw it is where it left. Oh. Isn't, sorry, isn't where it left. It's where it I, came from. What? What's this about a storage door? Well, it looked as though it opened the door to an old storage room, and when we looked inside, there was a hole dug in the ground. What are you trying to tell us? That this thing killed Ralph and then tunneled out through the closet? But it isn't out. It's still in the building. Hey, maybe that's the way it tunneled in. And opened the door. The storage door wasn't locked. It was stuck. It, it can't open the locked door. How do we know that it can't? Those were boxes of tissue paper that are knocked over in the warehouse. Right, DeVito? Yeah. What do we do when it comes crashing through the door? Oh my God, we're all going to die. Not if we can find a way out of here, we don't. Or in particular, has a very hard time with this. And she's like, ah, I can't. We've got to escape or something. Because golly, she's just a frail woman. Mm -hmm. what she are you could never hold it together in a time of crisis. Why don't you go and take her to the women's, women's lounge, lounge, Doris? Jesus Christ. The women's lounge. <laughs> Such a stupid trope. Mm -hmm. It's just dumb. Jimmy inspects the perimeter yeah he I uh, well i think he wants to make a break for it he's checking all the locks he's looking out the weird windows in the doors and the boss catches him mm -hmm. and says that the two of them should just go get in the van and drive away it's right outside they we, can't tell the other people we can just roll up the windows and boss man gives him this whole lecture about 
how he's never going to get to feel what it's like to be a man. Yeah, if you just stay here, you'll end up like Ralph. So the two of them leave. They don't even bother closing the door for the others. Mm -hmm. The factory is dark again. And there are slowly long sequences in this movie. (laughs) A lot of awkward walking. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think would even be that bad if they were talking or if there was music and or something. Any sort of plot Instead of just like this guy's dress shoes clicking on the, click, the ground. Click, click. Because it's a lot of dress shoes clicking on the ground. Oh, the van's right up ahead, right as we see a shadow yeah. cross the light. Boss thinks he sees the creature and he wants Jimmy to go look because um, what did you think you're here you dummy you're not here because you're, you're worth saving you're good oh no well i guess i'll still check it out anyways <laughs> why do you even bother checking it out at all just keep going to to the van so you can die in the van instead yeah. they start running around mm-hmm. again all o- higgledy piggledy totally quiet except for their shoes mm-hmm. The boss ends up spraining his ankles somehow on these stairs, <laughs> on the stairs. no don't leave yeah he me. wants jimmy to help and help jimmy goes me. to but then he does like a too slow. But like a, he's so slow with drawing his hand that it's like a, a fuck you almost. And a, the creature gets boss man. Just squishes him, I guess. I guess. Yeah, because they never find him. Maybe he gets at, at yeah. a... I guess they don't go out there again, really. Do yeah, they? why would you? Your dead boss is down no, there. At least the one guy does. Because mm-hmm. he sees Jimmy die. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so Jimmy, like, goes, he starts banging on the door. Yeah, let me in, let uh, me in. But the others are, they do some real Tommy Wallace shit where they're way too slow to get to the door. They're listening to the radio. And uh, so he he runs away again to yell mm-hmm. for help down in the factory, mm-hmm. which doesn't make any sense. And then Paul ends what? up going down to help him finally. I was like, but, why are you helping for help? You're screaming for help down there? What, so it you, can He find knows it? no one's there. Let me, oh, Sure, I'll help you not uh, become crushed to death. He's just a dumb eight-year-old or something. I guess. And then, yeah, right as John gets down there, Jimmy is running out the door and into a cloud of talk. He dies immediately (laughs) with the door open, just Uh, letting the poison gas inside the building. Yeah. A true moron. And again, they recap things. In Let's fact, review all of they the discuss how they need to break it down systematically, point by point. Let's see. It's a big slime. <laughs> they don't know what this gosh darn thing is. But where did it come from? Was it from the train? Or did the train merely provoke it to come out yeah. of the ground? And Joe wants to fight back, but they're like, what are you, some sort of idiot? Yeah, why would you fight Wait, back against what, with it? With these pens? We couldn't, there's, I mean, it's not like we have letter openers in here. Oh my God. This movie is if every character was Zoolander. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess it's sort of like deep murder where they're all just like, yeah, <laughs> off the shelf characters. <laughs> Doris does the, does the Lord's mm-hmm. prayer very dramatically. Again, super tableau It's her yes. like, ugh. Everything just looks so intentional and unnatural she's in the looking, way that people are doing things. She's looking out over the sea of cubicles, yeah. the sea of eight cubicles. Like if you were to tell someone, okay, we, we need a really good shot of you doing this. You're doing you know? it with intensity yeah. and purpose, whatever it is. <laughs> just like in uh, Lost in Translation when he's doing the whiskey ad, with intensity. Just do it with intensity. And that's what you get out of it. 
Laura and Paul go to this office where he gives her an extended massage, mm -hmm. which I, I guess is what he said he wanted to be before yeah, this he was factory. Like, he was like, I would love to have been a massage. My parents were great at it as well, but it would be indecent of me to hang out a shingle that says massage parlor. And he finds her cheerleading injury on her back. Mm -hmm. They talk about that for a bit. They start flirting. I mean, can I just say, definitely not bad. And they found no, love. No, thank you. They found no thanks love to this relationship. In a hopeless place. Pass. Hopeless place. They kiss and they make out. It's bad. It's bad. I was it's like, bad. they start. They start embracing, yeah. quote unquote, on the floor of the office. Yeah, Huke City, USA. They almost have sex baby. on the floor of this office down the hall from where there's three other people. And the slime creatures, they're peeping on them. Yeah, and then they hear a noise. Because it's the slime I hear it. At oh, this no. point, you just sort of know, like, all right, noise, slime mm -hmm. creature, weird noise, definitely slime creature. Or, or they say, what was that? And there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, slime creature also. So they need to make a weapon of some sort, mm -hmm. a catapult. Yeah, he's like, we, we need to... Uh, Trap it in one of the offices and then break one of the windows because we think that it doesn't like that gas because it ran away from Jimmy yeah. when he opened the door. But how are we going to do that? Well, we need to have some sort of remote control yeah, some device sort of catapults. to open it. And I was like, you can't just tie some strings and just like... Needlessly complicated. Needlessly complicated, but also just fucking trap it in the... Again, because it does not seem to be a Alex Mack-like creature. It yeah. seems to be a slimy creature. Exactly. I think you're right about that. Very hard. I still don't know that they were totally clear about that. No. But I agree that I think that's more likely than it, it being like an Alex Mack. Thing. It was as amorphous as the creature, <laughs> their description of it. So Paul starts gathering the supplies. The creature comes in, making all these gross noises. Blah, and then blah. it starts chasing after Laura. Yeah, because they're all standing perfectly still. And it's just standing there, I guess. Like it's a T Rex. It just showed up at a party, uninvited, and everyone's looking at it with the like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah, Laura can't stand looking at it anymore, so she runs, which attracts the beast to her, yeah, and it almost gets her. She gets to do one of those very dramatic, about to get killed, like acting, I'm cowering. Thing. Oh, the shadow! It, like, it's, up. it's casting its deathly pall upon me. But then they throw just everything, yeah, like the victim at the beginning of Friday the Thirteenth. Anything sort of. on the desk, on a desk, they yeah. throw the chairs at it. They're throwing <laughs> paper and folders and stuff, and being like, "Hey!" And the creature is basically just bouncing around from person to person and it almost gets laura again and she almost gets killed in an office but then they trick it back out and, again and then it gets doris but it's okay because she was too old to be hot anyway yeah and she locks the door behind her it ends very abruptly and then it sounds like is she beating yeah. against the door like doris dies yes and it's unclear if she actually opened the window yeah, you... to kill it you said you think that she opened the window. I guess in the very least, she probably locked the door. It's stuck know. in there because presumably... Well, no, because it opened the other door. Mm. <laughs> and then it just ends. Well, they reconnoiter in the cubicles and there's coat racks and they all they hug each other. <laughs> the delivery guy, uh, Laura and John. Yeah, and then it ends. And then we get the, the in-camera credits as well. Yeah, great. Very charming. Fantastic. What did you think? 
It certainly was a movie. Yeah. Had... I find it endlessly entertaining and watching it two times was fun. So I will certainly watch it again. It was very I, charming. I really enjoyed it. And it was better than any movie I've ever made. <laughs> that's true. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's what I love about movies like this is that all of these people came together and they did this. Oh, it's like Blood Lake. Yeah. Which is an accomplishment in yes. my eyes. 100 yeah. percent. they wanted to do it and they fucking did they it they did it and they made something that is a start middle and end and it seems was probably released in china and the czech republic and no one can take that away from them no one and no one should <laughs> frankly oh dear um i bet you're thinking how could this movie possibly have a six degrees of jamie mm. lee however let me tell you one of the shortest ones definitely okay so Jim McKeeston, who is one of the radio announcers, yes, was in Elvis and Annabelle, which is a very weird movie that I'd never heard of starring Blake Lively. Okay. It's like she, uh, after getting crowned Miss Texas Rose, mm-hmm. she dies, but then as she's about to get embalmed, she comes back to life. And the mortuary son and her start a relationship. Uh, uh, But it also has Joe Mantegna in it. Of course it does. Who was in Queen's Logic with Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, that's great. Yeah. That movie sounds really bad. the only other person in this movie that had more than one credit. That's amazing. And it's that movie and he's uh, Barbershop Quartet. Nice. It's like credit. Nice. Yeah, pretty good. The whole quartet. That's the amazing. whole quartet. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about? Um, was it, okay, was this movie anti-union? Was that the message what? that we were? <laughs> I don't think so. I think it was pro-union, if anything. Yeah. They wouldn't have been there. Overtime? Do we know they were getting paid overtime? Well, like, he was like, we're going to be here all night. And yeah. then the union would be like, come on, guy. You can't just bring this on us. Right? Well, the union would be like, yes, that, but also you have to pay them for yes, this. If not you're just. Going to. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I was like, what could a possible interpretation of this be? And that was the first one that popped into my noggin. It sucks ass that after all of this, they no longer have sandwiches and they are still stuck in this office because of the poison gas inside. Yeah. They're going to die there. Maybe. I mean, I guess they should have sex if they want to have sex, <laughs> yeah. but it just sucks. And I also feel like if I knew that I was going to die, I'd be like too bummed out. Yeah. Plus, there's only one woman, and that's not a power dynamic. I also is good. I also wrote down that the delivery driver has become a third wheel. Yes. I mean, yeah. by the end, he has. Yes, literally. Uh, social media stuff. Oh my god, sure. we've only been recording for thirty-five minutes. Whoa. Oh. It felt like we were recording a whole episode. Hey, just like this movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. We can have like a short episode. Um. Sure. Yeah. Social media. Definitely first blood on uh, Instagram. Instagram. Def first blood, blood on, on Twitter. Twitter. Definitely first blood at gmail.com. You should check out the social medias because you can see the posters that Christopher makes for each movie that Thank we you. do. Some of them aren't very good. Hey. But a lot of them are are, good. Yeah. So it's like a Russian roulette. It's not the thought that counts. It's the count of thoughts. Yeah. Well, some of them I'm just like, I have no ideas. And some of them I'm like, oh, I have ideas. Which I guess is how anything works. 
but uh, specific to this conversation. Well, that is because it's like how you, my ideas generally go. You, Either I have them or I don't. You give yourself six hours to do it. Yeah. So it's like it's not exact, and like a specific six hours in the week. So yes. it's not exactly like you have time to be like, okay, I'm really <laughs> gonna pour my heart and soul into this yeah. every single. That's time. true, and that's fine. Well, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.